This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Dustin Gold. Over here at the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. And uh, folks, let's jump right into this article. I don't want to uh, I don't want to do much talking outside of this today because I, I've got to get through this. This will help us with what we're going to get into next week for those of you who need a little better understanding of transhumanism. And there's actually about a half dozen really good articles I found yesterday uh, as I wanted to start offering you guys some suggested uh, reading because I don't write a lot of articles. I could, but they take time. I'd rather talk about it. But some people don't have time to listen to a podcast or go to pain.tv slash gold and watch the video. So you can send these articles, dig them up for yourself, and send them out to your friends. Eventually, that will be over at the new website. Again, we're going to scrape the depths of the Internet to find all of the best information and articles and white papers dealing with transhumanism and the technocracy. Uh, again, I've seen others, but I have not seen one as extensive as what I would like to build, folks. I want to kind of, uh, I really want to work myself. I, I think I'm good at what we do over here, and I'm only getting better, and I want to put myself in a position to sort of be the foremost go-to guy on these subjects because I will dedicate the time, and I have been, into fully understanding it and being able to break it down, analyze it, dissect it for you, and then relay it in uh, sort of an entertaining layman's terms uh, style. And I'm still perfecting that. I will get better. But, folks, over here we are at unheard.com. That's U-N-H-E-R-D.com. And this is an article by Mark. I don't know if it's Pising or Pising. I'll know if I get to speak to him. And so the title is Silicon Valley Suicide Pill for Mankind. That's Silicon Valley Suicide Pill for Mankind. Last year, startups in America attracted more than $60 billion in venture capital funding. Of this, $12 billion alone was artificial intelligence. Yet what, uh, yet what the men and women who, uh, and then it goes on here. And so this was written in December 2018, December 31st, 2018. Again, this was by Mark Pising, and it's on uh, unhurt.com. So let's just sip through that one more time. Uh, for you, last year, startups in America attracted more than $60 billion in venture capital funding. Of this, $12 billion alone was for artificial intelligence. Yet what the men and women who want to transform our society believe 
and has largely escaped our attention. It's time we were told. And this guy does a fantastic job. He regularly writes about technology, culture, and the intersection between the two. And that's kind of what we're doing on this show. Uh, eventually getting into how to live one foot in and one foot outside of the matrix, which we've been setting up to um, talk about. Technology and the natural world, can it coexist? We're going to get into more of that as I further review Industrial Society and Its Future, the 1995 paper that I started on, I think, in episode 10. So let's continue. It says, Silicon Valley is famous for its technological innovation. It's less well-known for being at the ideological cutting edge. Two new technology-based ideologies that have been born in the valley are transhumanism and posthumanism. So, two new technology-based ideologies that have been born in the valley are transhumanism and posthumanism. It is hard to understand one without the other, and the boundaries between these two still rather rough sets of beliefs are very blurred. It goes on to say transhumanism has been described by Francis Fukuyama as one of the greatest threats to the idea of humanity, uh, to the idea of human equality, and says that transhumanists are, quote, just about the last group I'd like to see forever, end quote. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks, my head isn't right. Quote, just about the last group I'd like to see live forever, end quote. So that's Francis Fukuyama. We'll get into him later. The author goes on to say, when I wrote about transhumanism for Wired back in 2014, many people thought I was a lunatic. Now, I have that Wired piece, and we're going to probably go over that tomorrow. Because there's another article by another author, but it's long, and I'm going to have to dedicate one or two shows to that alone, that's really good. Uh, They don't take sides, they just explain all the players behind it. But this Wired piece is really good as well, so we're going to do that tomorrow because it's shorter. So, when I wrote about transhumanism for Wired back in 2014, many people thought I was a lunatic. Then, in the 2016 presidential election, Zoltan Istvan ran against Donald Trump as the transhumanist party's candidate, and this year, Mark O'Connell's book, To Be a Machine, won the Welcome Book Prize. And it goes on to say, transhumanism has become one of the de facto ideologies of the Silicon Valley establishment in that it justifies the Valley's culture of move fast, break things, and make as much money as possible. And remember, we showed you yesterday as we were beginning to analyze Peter Thiel back in 2011, but going back to 2006, he was donating to the Singularity um, Institute and the Singularity Summit and talking about how the Singularity would either create a boom of investment opportunities or a boom that would blow up the world. And so it says right here, the Valley's culture, in quotes, is move fast, break things, and make as much money as possible. It has been shaped by science fiction, but the origins of transhumanism can be found as far back as the 1900s, or even earlier to the quest for immortality in the Epic of Gilgamesh and the search for the Fountain of Youth. I think we learned about the Fountain of Youth when I was a kid. But anyway, yes, it goes back uh, to the 1900s, and we will get into that eventually 
into the 1920s and 30s. Uh, there is a video piece that Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, sent to me, which came from 1975. It was a radio discussion on the technocracy. I'm trying to figure out the origins of it so that I can play it for you. The article goes on to say, the first transhumanist formally met at the University of California, Los Angeles in the early 1980s and quickly became the center of transhumanist thinking. Now, he says the first transhumanist formally met at the University of California, Los Angeles in the early 1980s and quickly became the center of transhumanist thinking. Now, I've seen stuff where they were meeting going back to the 20s and 30s in Canada and such. So that, I mean, maybe he's talking about the modern transhumanist movement. But uh, like the technocrats were meeting back in the 20s and 30s. And I think the technocracy, which is basically rule, sort of new world order, one world government ruled by the scientists and engineers, plays deeply into transhumanism. So I look at the beginnings of it sort of before the 1980s, but he doesn't get into that. So when he's talking about their first formal meeting in the 1980s, I'll accept that for now because I'm going to actually do some digging into that. He said, uh, it is now, uh, and now is a global movement with Italian Giuseppe Vitino, the first elected transhumanist member of the parliament. I've looked into that. True. Today, transhumanists count among their members influential figures such as futurist Raymond Kurzweil, who we've talked about in detail, in depth, Google's director of engineering, right, who is Ray Kurzweil. Then you have Elon Musk, founder of Tesla and SpaceX. We've covered him extensively. And Peter Thiel, founder of PayPal and the venture capitalist most people love to hate. Well, I hate him. Uh, and we just started we just started to delve into Peter Thiel, right? So I found this article because it came up in my research on Peter Thiel. So he's talking about these notable figures, Kurzweil, Musk, and Thiel, all of which this show has been covering. Uh, Oxford University's professor Nick Bostrom is co-co-founder of the World Transhumanist Association and author of the New York Times bestseller, Superintelligence Paths dangers strategies which has been recommended by the likes of bill gates and i've talked about gates on here i've not gone into depth on bill gates yet uh, because a lot of people know about him but after we get done with thiel i'll probably circle back around to bill gates because i'm starting to talk about technologies that he's invested in and then we'll get a little bit into about about what he's talked about over the years with nanobots in the bloodstream basically what brings ray kurzweil's dream to life uh the article goes on to say if you haven't heard uh, yet heard transhumanism is a rather optimistic set of beliefs a movement to liberate humanity clustered around the core idea that technology will take us beyond the physical and intellectual limitations of being human. Technologies like nanotechnology, synthetic biology, robotics, artificial intelligence, and digital brain emulation will transform what it means to be human. Transhumanism of a sort is implied in the sort uh, soft sell for self-driving cars, virtual reality, and any kind of artificial intelligence. And we've covered a lot of that, if not all of that, here. 
But as he's making the case that transhumanism is sort of this optimistic set of beliefs uh, in this movement to liberate humanity and clustered with this idea that technology will help humans grow out of like the current limit limited form that we're in today as you've seen kurzweil and musk and dennis bushnell and peter thiel and others talk about because we've been covering it right here on the dust and gold standard it goes on to say transhumanism critics argue has become one of the de facto ideologies of the silicon valley establishment and that it justifies the valley's culture of again move fast break things and make as much money as possible because quote hey what are we doing uh what we are doing is liberating humanity end quote and as you've seen time and time again through lars butler of the ai foundation and others i told you they always make this sort of narrative they create this narrative that they are helping humanity and don't worry it's going to liberate humanity and come over here and make your ai it's going to make your life better you could hang out in your bed and eat a bowl of uh chocolate sauce with some colored sprinkles uh top with some dried uh, strawberries or whatever it is you want you know put a bunch of uh, mike and ikes on there i don't know sour patch kids whatever your thing is and lay in bed all day and then your mind twin will go to work because heck we love you and we are liberating humanity don't worry we're liberating humanity as dennis bushnell says the human evolution of humans don't worry we the technocrats the scientists and engineers, we the transhumanists, are going to liberate humanity by hijacking, hacking, and pirating humanity itself to liberate it from itself. That's who these people are, psychopaths, folks. Let's go on. What is often left out of this explainer by those who want transhumanism to be taken seriously are the wackier elements. The belief that this transformation will occur through the actual physical fusion of technology and humanity by body modification and enhancements. So we are talking about the brain chip and such. We are talking about implants and such. But as I pointed out to you as well, the whole reason why this transgender movement has been promoted so heavily the last five or six years is because that's nothing more than body modification and enhancements. It's plastic surgery. It is uh, a mutilation of the genitals and of the chest. And then they put you on hormones. So that is priming humans, priming an entire generation to accept the fact that you can be anything you want to be if you just go under the knife, if you just take drugs. And so that's where they're pushing us with this. Let's continue. Or the belief that the exponential growth of technology, as Ray Kurzweil's talk about, right, the exponential growth, uh, or the belief that the exponential growth of technology is taking us on a journey far beyond our understanding of what it is to be human today, to a point when, in a literal sense, we become post-human. And folks, after the break, 
post break i'm gonna finish up this article don't go anywhere this post-human stuff is mind-blowing trust me it is i learned a lot from this article ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and i'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, as you know. As you know, I say it enough. And you're listening to us at uh, pain.tv, pain.tv. And folks, we're reviewing this article on transhumanism and posthumanism. I just want to give you sort of a, a wider view of what it is we're analyzing, dissecting, what we're battling, what we're up against. So let me just jump right back into this article because I want to finish this up for you. It says, or the belief that the Exponential growth of technology is taking us on a journey far beyond our understanding of what it is to be human today to a point when, in a literal sense, we become post-human. And the author goes on to say, our post-human self could be an immortal digital entity. Uh, Mind twins, I taught you about that. Our post-human self could be an immortal digital entity able to download its consciousness into a synthetic body of its choice on Earth or a robot exploring the moons of Jupiter. And that is what we showed you with Ray Kurzweil, that they believe they're going to put a Neuralink brain chip in their head, upload their consciousness, consciousness to AI Foundation, and then beam that down into either a biological body, like something grown in a lab, like another human body as their biological body, their natural body breaks down, or into some sort of synthetic nanobot body, like an Iron Man suit, or into a robot exploring the moons of Jupiter, as the author points out, or into into a... uh, a uh, horse saddle. I don't know. Pick anything crazy you want to be, right? We live in the world of you can be anything. There are no genders, folks. You can upload your consciousness into the, the head of a pen. I don't know. Anything you want in this world. It's America. That's the American dream. You, too, can be a Sharpie marker. Uh, it goes on to say it could mean that we alter our very biology to enhance our bodies or become a new species of post-human. Again, Ray Kurzweil, you know, talking about putting nanobots in his bloodstream. Other researchers have wondered if there is the need for an international treaty to save the endangered human. <laughs> save the endangered human from the mad scientists, from these Frankenstein doctors. It goes on to say transhumanists call the almost mystical moment after which this fusion is possible the singularity and that's why i'm bringing this in here folks the singularity sort of this modern concept created by ray kurzweil that we now know peter thiel was donating to and speaking at their summit in full support of it it goes on to say then there is the belief in the inevitability of an ai takeover remember we showed you musk and the rest of them talking about it but they have to push that in order to 
develop more of it because they say, you know, the boogeyman China, the boogeyman Russia, North Korea, they're developing AI and therefore we have to become the leaders in AI. As I pointed out with the article by Lars Butler from 2016, where he said that we had to be the leaders in developing AI autonomous killer robots, which we will get into on Monday. It goes on to say, this is a set of beliefs often confusingly called post-humanism. Rather than thinking about beyond humanity, this kind of post-humanism is more focused on the elimination of humanity. And I frame that up to you several times as technocratic genocide. Genocide by these technocrats, by these transhumanists, and especially, obviously, by the posthumanists. The article goes on to say, it is a darker, more extreme, and pessimistic alternative to transhumanism. It shares many ideas with transhumanism, such as the exponential growth of technology and a belief in the singularity. And the exponential growth is when the technology keeps sort of reinventing itself, like in the movie The Matrix with the machines, to the point where they surpass humanity. And then the singularity is where sort of the humans and the, and the robots, the AI, have to merge. That's, that's what it is. But this is interesting because, like, again, this author wrote for Wired. This is like mainstream stuff read by Silicon Valley technocrats. Goes on to say, but it removes the human agency behind technological change and believes in the inevitability of the creation of a super intelligent AI that replaces us in a very deterministic way. According to this way of thinking, technology is evolving at an exponential rate driven by the constant need of capitalism to expand, and it is inevitable that at some point along this curve, the technological singularity will occur. And when I talk about the uh, constant need of capitalism to expand, I've talked to you about that on this show. From simple terms of sort of the Republicans and the Democrats in a traditional sense. And so the Democrats would always be expanding government and then you have to pay for government. Therefore, people have to work more to make money, to be taxed, to pay for the government. And the Republicans will come into your town and always say, we need more business. We need a bigger tax base. We need more growth. And so eventually everywhere will turn it into what is New York City. You know, skyscraper after skyscraper, grates on the ground, urine steam coming up and spraying all over you. Now, that's what they want to turn everything into. And then once these cities like Nashville, where I used to live, become so overpopulated and they bring in a transplant mayor, like one that we had who they brought in from uh, Seattle or Portland, I believe. And the next thing you know, they say they want to ban cars and bring in trolleys There are these progressives that are actually regressing, but they want to bring in trolleys to cut back on traffic because now there's overpopulation. So they help overpopulate an area, then try to convince you how we need to cut back on the overpopulation. They always create the problem, provoke the reaction, offer the solution time and time again. Let's continue. This is the moment when humans create an artificial intelligence that surpasses the intellectual abilities of men and women, talking about the singularity. Even a genius like Stephen Hawking, uh, it would surpass even a genius like Hawking. It is the last machine that humans will ever make. 
With this level of intellectual firepower, the machine acquires the ability to not uh, not only to reproduce itself, but also to improve itself. The resulting intelligence explosion leads to a runway cycle of self-improving AI that results in a powerful, super-intelligent computer that surpasses all human intelligence. Remember, I told you about Ray Kurzweil and taught you about his AI hive mind theory. That is basically where they suck all the knowledge and the memories and thoughts out of our heads, put them into one giant AI brain, and then beam that down into their robot suits. It all connects. Like these guys play gods, they want to be gods. You know, Yuval Harari believes that God is within us all, but when I break him down behind pain.tv or on this other website soon you'll see what he's really really talking about this has to go to um, this place to like sort of this spiritual religious uh, aspect of these guys that i don't talk about publicly Uh, rather than physically fusing with this technology the human era comes to an end in the darwinian nightmare of the human race's replacement by a super intelligence that we ourselves have created At best, we should just give a fatalistic shrug of our collective shoulders to our inevitable self-extermination. Remember, the human evolution of humans leads to the technocratic genocide. That's self-extermination. We are actively building our own genocide, and all of us are contributing when we interact with our smartphones, our computers, smart devices, ring cameras, everything that's part of the Internet of Things, uh, if we hook ourselves up to the Internet of Bodies, if we work at companies where we're developing software and these type of technologies, we are all contributing to our own extinction. At worst, it is a suicide pill. Since it is our evolutionary duty, believers argue to create the artificial intelligence that will replace us, some post-humans would even go so far as to argue that it would be a cosmic tragedy if we stopped this from happening. Cosmists, as their name suggests, are in the suicide pill camp. Computer scientist Hugo de Garras, uh, Garras argues that humanity must build these, quote, godlike super creatures, end quote, which they call artelex even if it risks the destruction of the human species the assumption behind this is that the life of ordinary humans who they call terrans is worth less than that of artelex I, I, I like if this sounds crazy to you it's because it's crazy but let's continue the author i think wraps it up nicely cosmists like garris have started to argue that the drive to create these new godlike creatures will lead to the first, quote, giga-death war, end quote, a war that kills billions of people. Who knows? Maybe we're in that now. Uh, I mean, the transhumanists and the technocrats were the guys in charge of the jabs and the boosters and probably had a little something to do with releasing whatever COVID is if it wasn't the flu and it turns out to be more dangerous Who knows if they cooked that up a mile away from me at Fort Detrick 
where when all this started and Trump said, China did it, the China virus, it's the China virus, unbelievable people, stupid people, China people, they built it in the Wuhan lab, so dumb, so dumb, Chinese people, tiny people, tiny people, but cute people, cute people, but tiny people, always look like they're squinting, squinting, staring at the fine print of a uh, Excel thermostat contract, maybe, I don't know, so unbelievable. And so China came back and said, no, you, you created the virus at Fort Detrick. And we later found out that Fort Detrick scientists were actually over at the Wuhan lab. We were helping fund the lab. Who knows? So these guys were in charge of this. Maybe the Giga Death War, where a war kills billions of people, is in full swing now. Maybe the Russia-Ukraine war that we're over there provoking is part of that. It continues, they believe that the war will start when ordinary humans try to prevent the creation of these super intelligent machines and that the only way to survive alongside these creatures is to become cyborgs, right? Elon Musk already said you're a cyborg. Dennis Bushnell said you're a cyborg because you interact with your smartphone daily. These crazy-sounding beliefs are not, of course, universally accepted by the technology community, And there are different versions of each. There are also transhumanists like Elon Musk and Nick Bostrom who are aware of the risks of such a process of technological uh, transformation. But as I showed you with Musk, he's a fork-tongued devil. He warns of the dangers while he's building the technology. Others argue that the singularity is already happening. And and let me say it like this. It's like somebody who say would say, guns are dangerous in the hands of children while they're handing their three-year-old a AR-15 with the trigger lock off. And they're just sitting there telling you, yeah, guns are dangerous in the hands of children. We should ban guns. We should have, you know, uh, we should get rid of the Second Amendment. Here, here, Billy. And they just hand them a machine gun. <laughs> Actually, they didn't just hand him the machine gun. They were the guy in the blacksmith shop building, in the gunsmith uh, workshop, building the gun itself before they handed it to them. Now, that's what we're dealing with here. You see how crazy that is? You would say, wow, that guy's nuts. Well, that's what I say about Elon Musk and others. Others argue that the singularity is already happening. What matters is that there are transhumanists and posthumanists in positions to decide where investment goes in the valley and elsewhere, and I've explained that to you. I've explained to you that if Musk and Thiel and the rest of these people who work on behalf of the government with CIA money did not want this to occur, they just wouldn't make the investments in these companies, right? It goes on to say biohackers who try to alter their DNA at home or upgrade their own body with a neural interface may make the headline. But Peter Thiel has invested millions into biotechnology startups in search of a way to cheat death. I told you about his company, Ambrosia, named after the concoction the Greek gods drank. It allowed them to have immortality. Well, he's focusing on injecting young people's blood into old people, and we're going to cover that next week in the Peter Thiel breakdown. Then there is Neuralink, an American neurotechnology company founded by Elon Musk and eight others. It is reported to be developing implantable brain-computer cyborg-like interfaces that we see in sci-fi movies. It may even help humanity stay in control of artificial intelligence. We went over that in detail. This was written in 2019. A lot has come out since then, and we broke that all down for you. Quote, mind uploading, end quote, otherwise known as whole brain emulation, has attracted millions of dollars of investment from the billionaires of Silicon Valley and beyond. I showed you 
AR, uh, AI Foundation and Lars Butler, and that Peter Thiel is behind that. I didn't do it for the fun of it. I did it to show you that this stuff is real. The mind uploading comes from Ray Kurzweil's dream. And so with the Neuralink brain chip combined with the mind twin technology at AI Foundation, you have mind uploading. A leading venture capitalist told me that he is not worried about the AI research carried out in public and universities so much as the research that is going on in unregulated private laboratories. But that is not so true because the universities are generally funded by government grants, so they're building the technology on behalf of the governments. And then what they do is they generally send in uh, Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, these big Uh, private sector guys and they come in and invest in or they take the technology very similar to you saw peter thiel through the thiel fellowship doing it with do not pay the robot lawyer so they come in they get these out of the universities the universities even have the ability to have patents on these and then they sell them to these quote-unquote private sector technocratic oligarchs who then take them out into the real world like bill gates and further develop them in what this person says is the unregulated private laboratories in the end so so essentially the university laboratories act as the incubator for a lot of these ideas remember i also showed you that the cia is actively recruiting mit graduates to come to the cia and then if they develop new technologies they get to own part of the patent and further profit beyond their government paycheck the article uh, finishes up with in the end we need to know what the researchers believe Because to a post-human, the things that matter to us today, such as the privacy of our data, the health of our democracy, and the survival of our local bookshop, can too easily be seen as an outdated, as all too human concepts. The question is, do you? And I want you to think about it. As you go into, I don't know if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, but as you go into your weekend or you go into your Sunday, if you go to church, I'm not sure, uh, you do you, I want you to think about that question. You know, is privacy of our data, which I think that's over with, we lost that battle, there really never was a battle. The health of our democracy, I don't believe we have a democracy here, it was a constitutional republic, but that is lost. If you think your representatives represent you, then then you're just crazy. And the survival of the local bookshop, of which a lot of mom and pops were killed during COVID. And when the IRS starts coming after them using the technocrat, the transhumanist Peter Thiel's Palantir software started with CIA money, and they start trolling deep down and digging into your finances, into that bookshop's finances, and they use the tax code, and they use RICO, and they use civil asset forfeiture, And all these other devices, these regulations and these laws and these pieces of technology that I reviewed on the interview with Halsey English, you will start to ask yourself, really, do we want all this to happen? Are these just human concepts? Are you willing to just go with the flow and follow Deepak Chopra into the land of nothingness, where we are just energy, where we are just piles of poop with a few human pieces of flesh connected to us? Because that is where the transhumanists and the posthumanists and the technocrats and the rest of these psychopathic technocratic oligarchs and their Frankenstein doctors and scientists who work for them want for the human race. 
They want us gone. They want us out of the way. They want to bring forward their technocratic genocide so they can rise as gods in the new era. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth industrial era. I hope you are enjoying your stay because checkout may be sooner than any of you were willing to accept. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.